Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Full 40 with Chris and Rob. It is Saturday, April 14th, and we are coming to you live from Villanova's campus. We are recording in Bartley Hall. We're not actually live, but we're recording this in real life. We're pretty excited to be here. We are excited. <laughs> As Beautiful usual. day on campus. There's a lot going on. Relay for Life is going on. There was some summit about the Pope going on. The Pope was not here. The Pope was not here. He was in Rome meeting with Father Peter. Yes. So a lot of great things happening across the Nova nation. So We we tried to get the Pope on the podcast, but he politely declined. Yeah, he was not down. That's all right. Whatever. Um, His loss. Definitely his loss. Definitely not his loss. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. But yeah, it was a great day to be on campus. Interacted with a lot of students. It was a lot of fun. People were really nice. Thanks for everyone. They, for... they pretended to be nice. They were probably just like, no, like you need to leave right now. That was probably it. But <laughs> That's people were be. really nice to us. Like we were just coming up to them, bothering while they were studying, eating. I got one guy mid bite. Like, hey man, do you mind listening to our podcast? He's like, I'm eating here. Yeah, it's like they're like, it's 80 degrees. I just want to bathe in the sun. Just one guy please, just please went go to away. wave me off like I was like. You know, one of those people asking for, like, people to sign up for, like, a protest in, like, Manhattan. <laughs> like, you just pass people in the subway yeah, or, like, like, with your headphones in. Like, dude, like, leave me alone. <laughs> no, it's I, like, I, I would be like, I'm just going to put my headphones. I see you coming. I'm putting my headphones in. I'm not even going to have music playing, but you just can't talk to me if you have the right, headphones in. Right. So, anyway, a lot of great things going on. As we announced on social media, we're investing in the podcast. We actually bought a new microphone. Sandro actually gave it to us. We, so we bartered for yeah, it, basically. We, we, didn't, we haven't paid him yet. What he doesn't know until he listens to this is that I'm just not going to pay him. I mean, we gave Bombfell a lot of press. I'm just saying. We've got yeah. a lot of listeners. Sandro works for Bombfell. We've done some ads for Bombfell. He has yet to pay us. Yep. So until he pays us, we're not paying him for the microphone. I like it. It's fair trade. Yeah. Anyway. So... So we got a lot to cover here on the full forty. We're 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 really excited. We're excited, Priyush. <laughs> Shockingly, very excited. So yeah. So I guess the first thing before we get into our current Villanova and soon to be former Villanova Wildcats, let's start off with a little heart monitor. The NBA is rounding out the season, and our Villanova Wildcats have had quite the impact on the NBA season. Yeah, the hashtag heart monitor segment is really active. First off. Josh Hart, Lakers are done. He did call into us the other day. He's like, guys, love the segment, love the pod, wants to join pretty soon. He had to wrap up the season, though, so he couldn't join today, unfortunately. Just to be clear, that never happened. I'm hoping it happens. Yeah, the we're, 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 we're <laughs> trying to be clairvoyant and see into the future. Yes. If, if we could get Josh Hart on the podcast, that would be wonderful. That'd be great. So, Josh, if you're listening, yeah. would you get him on Fortnite? He's still my favorite player. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so we got to start with a little heart monitor. So Josh's Lakers rounded out their season, and Josh had a phenomenal last few games. Yeah, 20 points a game for like four games in a row, and his last game of the season was 30 points, I think. Yeah, seven for nine from three. Dude is just stroking it, yeah. crushing it. <laughs> he, he, he clearly watched the national championship game and was like, I got to shoot like those guys shoot. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, look, the Lakers were definitely resting uh, a number of folks, so Josh ended up to be a little bit more of the focal point. 
But we've seen all season pretty consistently. Josh is somebody who can shoulder, has shown he can shoulder a little bit more of that load on the offensive end, certainly has shown it on the defensive and the rebounding end. And I'm just, I'm pretty pumped for him coming into to next season. They've got a young core and he is looking like a pretty integral member of that core. Yep. So knock on wood, they don't deal him at the, yeah. at the end of the season. Lakers fans love him. The Lakers front office loves him. Did you see Magic Johnson had like a great quote saying he wish he could clone Josh Hart 20 times and just have a bunch of Josh Harts on the team. That's pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah, like it was it. terrific. Um, and then, well, this is funny, I actually went in on Twitter on Doug Gottlieb because, as we said on the last podcast, Doug Gottlieb is a dick. <laughs> and so here's, here's what he says today. He quotes the Magic Johnson quote about cloning 20 Josh Hart's and goes, this Nova culture is real, folks. Expect Brunson slash Bridges to go higher than on-court skill would put them, which is classic Doug Gottlieb. Even when he's saying something nice, he just can't help but be a total dick. Like the backdoor compliment <laughs> or like yeah. the backdoor insult is that what Brunson and Bridges aren't good. Like, yeah, they're really freaking good. Yeah, Gottlieb's an ass. I mean, look, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the media takes a little bit later in the show. So, look, synopsis is Josh, great first rookie season. I think if you told Josh this is how the end of your rookie season would end, uh, would you sign up for that? I think the answer would be absolutely, oh, totally for sure. So, look, check the box for Josh. He's set up to do some big things for LA next year. Why don't we move on hey, to shouts to Hilliard. I, wanna, yeah. I just want to hit yeah, yeah. Darren Hilliard for a second. So first off, side note, we reached out to Darren when we were going to San Antonio. Yeah. Now, we didn't end up connecting with him, but we like slid into his DMs on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we just said, hey, man, you're playing for the Austin Spurs. I don't know if you're going to be around San Antonio, but we'd love to like meet up to interview you we didn't end up connecting but he reached back out he said oh thanks for reaching out like gave us the the real the real polite no he but didn't say no he didn't say no but it was like the polite yeah yeah we'll if, see if, if we, we run we into meet up. it's like a huge city <laughs> if we run into each other in this massive city the best would have been if we did he would have been like oh what the fuck like yeah. come on <laughs> like, he would have been like Damn it! Why did I say? <laughs> yeah, but I know. No, you're totally right. Darren was was total class act, which I would expect. Um, did did certainly offer and his to chat. Austin Spurs won the G League championship, and he's a big focal point on that team. He had 12 points in the in the championship title town. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so Villanova people, we continue to win championships, and we are closely following the pursuit of a championship for. Probably our our favorite alum at this point, Kyle Lowry, yep. donates a million dollars. We've talked about that a million times. Yep. Uh, but is now the one seed with his Raptors, Toronto Raptors are the one seed in the playoffs. We the North. <laughs> and they are on a roll and playing the Wizards in the opening round, which starts today. By the time the podcast goes out, we'll know the result of game one, but we don't know it now. So yep. hopefully Kyle plays well. Knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Raptors and Kyle, along with DeRozan, have really positioned that team to take advantage of certainly a down year for the Cavs. Frankly, I still think that you're going to have to put up a battle and knock out LeBron, which is tough to beat LeBron four times in seven games, no matter what it takes. So they're going to have to do that at some point. I don't know if they will. I hope they do for Kyle's sake. And then and then you just get to the West, and good luck there. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, before we move on to the next segment, I just wanted to do a quick 
shout out to any of the students who are listening who received one of our flyers while we were on campus today. Take a picture of you with the flyer and with your visa and send it to us at full40nova at gmail.com and we will send you a free t-shirt. <laughs> or literally any of our other 18 social media platforms. Yeah, any totally social media too. platform, wherever. we'll reach back out to you, we'll get your address and we'll send you a free t-shirt. And if you clue us in on a new social media platform that we don't know about because we old, yeah, that's cool too. We're real We'll old. count that. Yeah. We'll count that. So yeah, you'll get a free t-shirt. So now we're just like accruing t-shirts that we owe people yes. at this point. We are We are still, to the people who have emailed us from the last podcast, Yeah, we are still in the process of making the t-shirts. <laughs> we were just shocked anybody emailed us. They're like, oh, we got multiple emails. Yeah. So we weren't banking on it. So now we actually have to design a t-shirt, but it's coming. Yeah. One, guy, one guy who we knew, Matt Bandel, reached out to us and literally goes, I pulled over on the side of the road because I wanted a free t-shirt. <laughs> I was like, dude, don't crash your car. Damn it, Matt. Priorities, come on. Yeah. I wouldn't even... Look, my wife still doesn't listen but to the podcast. Kudos to Matt. He did not text and drive. He said he pulled over. I so, like it. Way to play it safe. Matt's getting a t-shirt. Matt's definitely getting <laughs> when a t-shirt. it's designed. Yeah, Matt's definitely getting a t-shirt. We might... You know what? We're going to send him a second t-shirt. I like Just it. for being safe. Good for him. Two t-shirts Smart for Smart Villanova grad. All right. All right. So next segment... Since our last podcast, we told you to check out the Wooden Awards. There's been so many awards that have been going on. Here's the synopsis on all the awards. Jalen won everything. <laughs> Jalen won everything. Jalen won all the awards. And when he wasn't winning the awards, either Jay Wright or Mikhail Bridges or Amari Spellman or pretty much all the other players on Villanova won all the awards. Yeah, the, the Wooden Awards, as, <laughs> as we always say, like my wife likes to say, the Wooden Awards. Uh, we know it's not the Wooden Awards, but that's fine. Um the Wooden Awards was basically a Villanova and Big East highlight show. Yeah, shouts to Angel Delgado. Angel Delgado representing the Big the East. Yeah, yeah. As you know, we're we don't like Seton Hall, but we like Angel Delgado. <laughs> still can't dunk. He, he still can't dunk in the <laughs> stupid commercial. <laughs> the worst commercial ever. <laughs> the worst commercial ever. Yeah, just go for the cash layup. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> really send that one home. Yeah. So any of our listeners who missed this episode, check out the Seton Hall commercial that they run. It's ridiculous. Like, they feature Angel Delgado, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, we're pretty good at basketball. The hell out of it. You think he'd go in for this emphatic dunk at the end? No, he goes, little casual layup to, to end the commercial. Real <laughs> dramatic. Two-handed layup. Like, <laughs> yeah. not even a layup line layup. Yeah, anyway, off topic. So, yeah, Angel Delgado represents the Big East. Right. Pulls home that uh, the Julius, or not, so, the center me, award. Center the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Yeah, that's right. And then, um, and then Mikhail Bridges won the Julius Irving Correct. Award yep. for small forward. Small forward. And uh, over the other M Bridges, yes, who we ranted about on the All American is better than Miles Bridges, yes, period. And the it seems the experts have agreed, have agreed, yeah, everyone agrees. Award ESPN, they gave it to Mikhail. I love it, yeah. Then, then you had Jalen Brunson who won the point guard of the year award and the wooden award national player of the year, yep, and then Jay Wright was honored as the coaching legends. Yeah, which was um, just great pick because this was announced, I think, back in February or right. maybe yeah, earlier you said this on the last that. podcast. Yeah. They announced it in February. Then Jay, Jay just goes and does them a favor, wins another national championship. <laughs> yeah, it's like just prophetic. I love it. Yeah. For those who saw the broadcast. It was the show. The, the show, yeah, yeah. It was horrible. 
Like ESPN <laughs> couldn't get anything right. It was crazy. I've never seen ESPN do anything that terrible. It was like Fox Sports was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a common theme resonating throughout the season. You've got uh, CBS botching this election show, Fox Sports just sucking in general all throughout <laughs> well, the that's season. Not, that's not unusual. <laughs> no, that's, that's not like... It would have been unusual if they put together a full season of professional... <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they exerted any effort at all, but they don't. And then, yeah, ESPN just getting in on the action. They're like, yeah, you know what? Everybody else just thinks, so let's throw in the towel, too. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, the production value was, uh, was uh, not great there. But the thing that you got to keep watching over and over and over again, because it's like tear-jerking level stuff, is Randy Foy's speech so about good. Jay Wright. It's so good. so good. Yeah. Man, if someone says something like that about me at my eulogy, I might just jump out of the, uh, <laughs> the casket and be like, wait, you guys thought that about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you could be that nice. No, so, it's, it's really a great speech. So it's terrific. Yeah. Then the Big Five Awards, we won everything. The, the Big Five Awards, so I mean, we can talk about this in general. The Big Five Awards were an absolute joke. They shouldn't have even done it. <laughs> it was. They shouldn't have even done it. <laughs> it was live like, from the Villanova basketball banquet. I, we're just going to do the Big Five it, awards. It should have just been the Villanova basketball banquet. We kid you not. <laughs> it was player of the year. It was coach of the year. Four of the five first teamers were all Villanova players. I mean, it's just maybe it's obviously it speaks to the caliber of our team. It also speaks to the caliber of the rest of the Big Five, yeah. which is. Abysmal. Bill Martelli <laughs> and Fran Dunphy must have been there. Like, why the fuck did I even go? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why did I even go? Just year in and year out, Villanova, Villanova, Villanova. Look, I mean, it, it's great for us, but it's just kind of like, and look. Come we'll on, parlay guys. the big five into congrats to Ashley Howard, yes. former Villanova assistant, now head coach at LaSalle. Yeah. He's going to do way better than Dr. John Giannini did. <laughs> um, so, so shouts to Ash Howard. That's a tough, that's a tough thing because they have. A horrible arena. Tom Gola Arena is terrible. But LaSalle has a lot of history. It's just a really long time ago history. <laughs> so, does, so, so does San Francisco. Yeah, so does Holy Cross. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, but, but no. If anyone's going to do a good job there, it's going to be Ash. He's a great recruiter, uh, and he's done a wonderful job with, this, with, with Villanova, and we wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. Yeah. What's next? So I guess I guess this kind of should we get awards? into our awards? So yeah, so obviously the awards season got us thinking, and and the conclusion of the basketball season got us thinking. What were some of our our favorite memories yeah. back on the year, and who do we think really are deserving of awards? Right. You know, there's all these awards going around for everything. We've had fans reach out to us and say you guys need to do an award show. And we're like, no, everyone's doing awards. We're not going to copy everyone else. And then we thought about what we should do on the podcast and said, let's copy everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a good idea. We like it. Let's yeah. do it. So we're handing out what we call the 40s. Yes. So we're handing out 40s. And as appropriate, anytime you have 40s, you should have two 40s. So Rob and I each get our individual picks. Mm-hmm. We're not collaborating. We're not polling any audience. We each get our own thing. So we can have it both ways. And if you disagree with it, too bad. Yeah. Start your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded the first few episodes on an iPhone, so you can do it at no cost. Yeah. So deal with it. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do some awards. They're definitely not going to be who's the best player awards because the answer in this season is always Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Yeah, it doesn't no matter, matter what, what one shining podcast says, Jalen Brunson is the best player. 
Yeah. In college basketball. Jalen Brunson should have won the Julius Irving Award. He should have won won, won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. He should have won every award. So, therefore, we are going to give him everything, and then we'll get into, actually, some, yeah. some fun stuff. So, so just a we'll actually say, the best player is Jalen Brunson. The second best player is Mikhail Bridges. And the third best player are all the rest of the players on Villanova. Absolutely. So, now that we got that out of the way. Yes. Let's get into the good stuff. Yep. All right, so first category we want to do was our what's our favorite play of the year? Right, just straight up, what play was the best play that we saw? So we come up with a bunch of different possible answers. These are all the ones that we love watching highlight reels for. And this is all through the Villanova lens, of course. Right, so first off, just want to call out the Mikhail Bridges-Gonzaga sequence where he dunked on the entire state of Oregon. Yes. Oh, no, they're in Washington. They're in Washington. So he dunked on Oregon and Washington. It was so powerful, entire, he dunked on both. He, the entire Pacific Northwest, <laughs> yes. even Vancouver felt the trembles, <laughs> right? And Idaho got a little bit too. And and then followed up with a massive block on the other end. Yeah. Uh, you had Omari with the big block. Yeah. And, o- then the, and then the putback dunk on the other end. Omari was inspired by Mikhail. He's like, yeah, that was a pretty good sequence. You got a lot of press for it. I'm going to reverse it. In a bigger game and follow it up. Bang. Bang. It was pretty good. So that's two of our nominees. Okay, so DiVincenzo, the play where he blocked with two hands. The volleyball. But we're adding to that the other block that he had in the first half as well. The double, yeah. yeah, The double block. So So he gets gets two plays. He gets two plays. Yep. Yep. Um, Bridges, the overtime sequence against Providence where the ball squirts out and he hits like a 35-footer to break their back. It wasn't 35 feet, but it felt like it. <laughs> Let's call it 35 feet. <laughs> yeah, it was 35 feet. Nobody's measuring you know it. It's 35 feet. It was feet. a half-court shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pascal man jam on, on Kanata, Kanate on West Virginia. <laughs> Mikhail could not pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail tried. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. Mikhail tried, but yeah. Pascal said, yeah, this is a man's job. Yeah. Finish that right in his face. Right. Uh, anyway, so that's another good oh, one. Oh, that was one where I, we all jumped off our respective seats. If we were sitting, if, yeah. we, were, if we were standing up, we jumped. Absolutely. It was outrageous. It was. Oh, then the Pascal uh, buzzer beater when he was against, when we were against Kansas, it was the, the shot clock was winding down. He was in like Austin, Texas, and just fires up an absolute backbreaker in the second half. That whole game was ridiculous, and we'll get to that for yeah. Pascal. And then I think we do have to call out DiVincenzo had the one pass to Spellman on the fast break. Was that against Xavier? Xavier. Yeah, which showed decision-making that was uncanny, and I would say even (laughs) Brunson-like. Rob continues to beat the DiVincenzo decision-making drum while also saying out of the other side of his mouth that DiVincenzo is a lead, a lead guard, not a pure point guard. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. We know, obviously, Dante's decision-making is not as good as, as Brunson's. But anyway, um, great play. Then the Bridges-Alabama. That wasn't that wasn't a shot clock buzzer beater, but that was also... That was from, like, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so yeah. we have a theme of, of Mikhail just burying long shots. Right. Like he did all season. And then the last one we want to call out is Liebig. With the Kobe fadeaway yes. sideways shot against what was it Georgetown? Yeah, just yeah. And where the crowd, he buries the crazy, a ridiculous shot. Absolutely. So, Rob, who's your forty go to? So, I think my forty goes to Omari, the Omari block follow up dunk sequence because it was at a pivotal point 
in the West Virginia game, getting our mojo back, and it was just one of those momentum builders where you felt it all shift, you felt like it was coming together, and it, I think it just started to break the back for West Virginia in the only game where I was really fearful for the outcome for us in a while in that second half. So, so Omari gets my, my 40 on this one. Okay. Since one of our coming up segments, we bar DiVincenzo's performance from being one of the categories, part yep. of the categories, <laughs> foreshadowing a little bit later, I am going to pick DiVincenzo's blocks in the national championship game. I thought that was an earth-shattering moment. Like, the 31 points were terrific, but the the blocks were what the scouts were talking about. Totally changed the um, totally changed the outcome of kind of like, oh, wow, Dante might actually have a chance to go to the draft. <laughs> I think the blocks did it. I think the blocks did it more than 31 points. Newsflash, Villanova is an athletic team. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Perfect. So, all right, the first the first 40s are handed out. The first 40s done. All right, next topic we've got, we also did want to acknowledge what were some of the highlight plays that happened against us. Yeah. So where we were on the receiving end. The first nominee, we referenced it, Bridges just getting stuffed in the West Virginia game. Yo. <laughs> I absolutely stuffed. Like yeah. it was it would have been it would have been one of those get out of your seat moments for a Villanova fan. Everybody was waiting for it and he was just like, "No. Nah, yeah. No, nah, I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> Bridges had like all the positive highlight reel plays. Like so many of them. But this one, he was on the receiving end of a real bad highlight. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not good. He got throttled yeah. by Shagobak Kanate, who was a man block on that one. Yeah. But Pascal got him back later. He did. All right, next nominee. All right, yeah. The Alabama player, I don't think he was a walk-on, but I think he was a, He was definitely like an end-of-the-bench deep, sub. Deep backup. Deep sub. Yeah. Deep sub comes in down like 30 in the game and throws a behind-the-back <laughs> Pass like he was Chris Paul for a for an open layup or dunk or yeah. whatever, and it was one of the best passes I've seen all season by any player. Yeah, it was, it was on point. It was so crazy. Yeah. It was uh, granted the game was well in hand. Yeah, at that yeah, point. We, they were down thirty. Just to be clear about that, but like I feel like everyone got off their chair. Like Villanova fans were like, oh, 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 well. that was sick. Yeah, that yeah. was great. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's go in. So this one, not as fun because he didn't win this game, but Jor- when Jorgensen on Butler pulled up from like 30 feet, he he's just dribbling the ball across half court, just decides, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pull up and shoot this free three from 30. Buries it. <laughs> Buries it. It was the most ridiculous thing. Oh, that game. That game was like angels in the outfield. That game must be how most coaches feel when they play us this year. Yeah, correct. <laughs> like, you just can't stop anything. Jorgensen literally just went over the half-court line. And then you think he's going to go run the offense. And he's like, nah, yeah. screw it. Yep. I'm throwing this one up. Shooting. Buries it. Yep. All right. Creighton, you have Pasty McPasterson <laughs> in the game that we lost against Creighton. Again, not as fun. But we couldn't defend the pick and roll oh, in that so game bad. to save our life. Pick and roll, alley-oop. Pick and roll, alley-oop. Yeah. <laughs> Just nonstop. Or like, 
he wasn't athletic enough to alley-oop it every single time. So sometimes it was like he'd catch it in like an alley-oop form, then come down with it. <laughs> and we still didn't have enough time to recover because we were nowhere to be found defensively. It's like you, you tapped like dunk too many times on NBA Jam. Your play like jumped a couple times, then just kind of laid it in. You're like, all right, it's two points. Fine, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. But... Pasting me, congratulations. We don't even remember your name. Yeah. But you were really good at the pick and roll against us. He was, yeah. Um, and then KU. Yeah. Devontae Graham, just in general, but specifically his, he like single-handedly tried to keep them in the game. They weren't in the game, but like the only reason <laughs> why it wasn't a like 30-point blowout was because Devontae Graham was making every play imaginable. Just two of those step-back threes. two step-back threes in the middle of the second half. Turn, if he missed those and we get a rebound, it turns what was an 18-point game at the time. Could have been like a 24, 22, 24-point game. Yep. And makes it more of like a 12-15 point game, which kept them pseudo in it. Yeah. Although we just came back and Pascal buried another three in his yeah, face. Yeah, for sure. And then we've we've got we, to yeah. we've got to throw in. So some of our listeners who may have joined us a little bit later in the season. We're obsessed. We're obsessed with Chiron. hashtag Chiron Cartwright. So Chiron, Chiron Cartwright. Cartwright, the point guard at Providence. Yeah. Big fans of Chiron Cartwright. He actually, and this was so frustrating watching the game, because he actually was having this sick game against us in the Big East Championship. It was incredibly frustrating. And one of the best plays he made, he definitely called Kobe on it. He's down, I don't know, he's probably 15 feet away from the hoop, does like a fadeaway jump shot, hand in his face, I think it was Bridges' hand in his face, and just buries it. And yes. you're like, dude. Come on. Like, right. we should be absolutely obliterating you. And they took it to overtime. Obviously, they lost. But we got to give Chiron some credit yeah. here. And so, so I just want to take a momentary step back. Again, we have a ton of new listeners. Back when we were obsessed with Chiron, there was only like like 40 people who listened to it. Now we have like 300. 20 of plays, which were you? Yeah, I just played it like a bunch of times. Um, Get no, that play count have, off. <laughs> I just wanted to remember what the hell we said. Anyway, Chiron Cartwright. The reason why we were so obsessed with him is we were watching a Fox Sports broad- broadcast of P- Providence versus Xavier. And credit, Providence won that game. But one of the announcers on Fox Sports, again, we just love Fox Sports. They're really, really great. Boo. Boo. They're really great. And one of the announcers goes, Kyron Cartwright is probably the best point guard <laughs> in the Big East. And we're like, no. oh, wow, if he's better than Jalen Brunson, then I'm – a fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> he must be very good. Yeah, he must be seriously like the best player in the history of the country. So, so we just fell in love with Chiron after that. He averaged like, you know, 11, 12 points a game. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear about something, we actually like Chiron Cartwright. Yeah. Like, he's a great player, great, really good defender, gritty, like, tough guy, play, always played well against us. We really like Chiron Cartwright. But the narrative that Fox Sports told us was at one point in time, they said, Again, Kyron Carr, best point guard in the country. Absolutely ridiculous. Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And so he became our favorite player thereafter. Yeah. And we talked a lot about him. So, again, kudos to Kyron. Rob, who's your 40 go to? I think it goes to Jorgensen, just because it was such it was such a Villanova type move that I have to appreciate it. It reminded me a lot of in the championship game right before halftime, Jalen rolled the ball gets rolled out in front of Jalen. Jalen picks it up, takes two dribbles, quick shot, buries it, and you're like, damn it, that's how this game is going. So I'm gonna give it to Jorgensen just because he emulated us. And it was 
that game was God. That was horrible to watch. Who do you got? Sure. I'm going to the Alabama non walk on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would, I, that play, I literally jumped out of my chair in that play. <laughs> Again, game was in hand, but I was like, "Whoa, what a sick play!" <laughs> For sure. I was at my buddy's engagement party, and. They were like, yo, Alabama just scored, and I jumped out of, you jumped out of your chair. Like, what the hell's up with that? I was like, yeah, but you got to see this. It's like, <laughs> this like white kid just did the most unbelievable play I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. All right, all right. So we wrapped that one up. So next category we got is best individual performance that wasn't Dante DiVincenzo in the finals because obviously that would win. Yeah, yeah. So completely arbitrarily, we're ruling out what was clearly the best performance of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll start off with Dante against Alabama. Dante against first half versus Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I'll go Bridges, second half versus Alabama. (laughs) Yes. Two good halves, two different players. Right. Next nominee, Pascal, 10 for 11 against Kansas in in kind of a big game. Yeah, that was kind of a big game. I agree. (laughs) It wasn't that big of a game. I mean, it was just a routine blowout in the NCAA tournament. Against Bill Self. Against a Hall of Fame coach and one of the top five programs in college basketball history. No big deal. No big. But, yeah, it was kind of a big game. Who, by, by the way, we have as many championships as now. Yes. Fun true. fact. True story. We have as many national titles as Kansas. But we did not invent basketball. <laughs> Unfortunately, we did not invent the game of basketball. We invented the jump shot. Hmm. Is that true? People say Paul Arizon no. invented the jump shot. I'm not sure if that's true. It's a we're, we're gonna go with it, but it's an urban legend, and by urban I mean suburban. Suburban. It's a legend. suburban legend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. Brunson versus Temple. Obviously, I, I don't know if you know this, but Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad, played in the NBA. Yeah, he played in the NBA, no and he went to Temple. I've never uh, heard that. Yeah, I've never I'm, heard that before. Yeah, I'm, you might have heard it if you listen to any Fox Sports broadcast ever in the history mm. of college basketball, <laughs> but. But if you hadn't heard it, yeah, Rick Brunson played in the NBA and went to Temple. Yeah, I think— Jalen, it was thought of that he might go to Temple, maybe not, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, he, he picks Villanova, thank God. Uh, and Jalen just decides that when he's playing at Temple, he is going to destroy Every him. year. Every year. He's like, just smoke Temple every time. So, so this is like an annual award, basically. Yeah. It's like a four-time— Right, yeah. Well, well, he's only played three years and twice at Temple, but if he did <laughs> He play, got the bonus, the bonus year award. Yeah, I mean, he basically had enough points for that. That's true. All right, so Brunson and Temple, we got uh, Booth versus Xavier. Booth. Another thing people don't quite remember yeah. is Phil Booth had a career high of 20 points in the national championship game in 2016. Yes, people forget. People forget. People forget that... Phil Booth had 20 points in the oh 2016 God. national championship. Literally the only stories Fox Sports invests in. Phil Booth had 20 points in the national title, and Jalen Brunson's dad went to Temple. Yeah. And played in the oh, ESPN does it, too. I Jay know, Billis said so it during bad. the Gonzaga broadcast. People forget. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they didn't forget. No, they didn't. Do you think people are going to forget Dante DiVincenzo's 31 points in the national championship game? I think they absolutely will, actually because of this. Because name me the Louisville player in 2013 who was a bench player who scored 20-plus points against Michigan. Oh, my God. You can't do it. That, that championship never happened. So That's true. That's why you can't name That's it. That's why I can't name it. Anyway. Okay, so we've got Booth versus Xavier, uh, career-high 21. Yep. Uh, so you had Jalen Brunson. Versus Butler. In a losing effort, Jalen had like 31 points in that game, I think. And basically, we had a 20-point de- deficit. 
Butler was shooting like 68% from three. And Jalen, we only lost by eight because Jalen single-handedly kept us in that game. Um, Why don't, how about we, oh, I think we've got uh, Spellman versus Seton Hall. Yeah, the Dude first just, game. just goes off. Yeah, Spellman just lit up Delgado from three. <laughs> kind of a foreshadowing, actually, of the Kansas game. Yeah, very much so. And he held his own defensively, too, that game. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, another couple ones, just this honorable mentions here. Uh, you had Brunson's, the overtime game versus Seton Hall. He had a bad game, actually. He didn't play all that well. But in the last five minutes in an overtime, decided that he was going to win the game himself. And then Dante versus Butler, another 30-point performance. Um, we were very shorthanded, and Dante just went off to take care of business. All right, who do you got? Who's your winner? I am going, I am going with Bridges versus Alabama, just because it was so backbreaking what he did, that it was it was so ridiculous. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that was quite a run, too. Yeah. That just crushed, absolutely crushed Alabama. He was so hot. He also had point. a massive behind-the-back behind block in that game, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go with, I'll go with the first half of that game. I think Dante. Dante. Nothing in that offense was working except Dante DiVincenzo just pulling up and jacking threes from 25 so, feet. Sorry, Eric Pascal, your 24 points and <laughs> 10 of 11 shooting did not get a 40. Because I think we would have smoked Kansas anyway, even if it hadn't happened. Right. Anyway, all right, so that's pretty good. Um, so best individual performance against us. I think this is a smaller list. This is a smaller list because we didn't lose. <laughs> we really didn't lose, and nobody was that great against us. Except. Except. Shamori Pons. I think we should just end it there. No, That's it. The, but, the entire Butler team. And then, you know, Chiron. Chiron. It's got to be Sh- Shamori Pons. Yeah. I don't see how you give it to anyone except Shamori, who had the most unbelievable week I think I've ever seen. Yeah. The Duke game, then the, us. like Xavier game. Oh, Xavier then us before again. that. Yeah. He had like a total. How many points did he score against us in this season? Like fifty-three points against us, or sixty? It was over sixty points he had versus us, and he had thirty-seven and like twenty-six. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, ridiculous. Shamori entered his name into the draft. We are hoping he comes back for the sake of the Big East, which looks to be absolutely horrible. We'll cover that. We'll cover that on a different podcast. Yeah, but yeah. So it's pawns. It's pawns. Um, okay, so we touched on the media and your hatred of Doug Gottlieb. So let's transition a little bit. What's our favorite media moment of the year? And so our first nominee is, and these range from, yeah, we actually like these to, no, this is just ridiculous. So we'll start off with, though, a pretty good one, I thought, was the Jalen Brunson feature on College Game Day. Yeah, that hat, was hat really good. Had tip to ESPN on that. Had tip to ESPN if... Fox did it, it would have been like, let's interview Rick Brunson exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, just talk about your son. We're not going to, no, no one actually cares about Jalen. We just care about Rick Brunson. With a so, little cameo by Kyron Carter. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That would have been Fox's production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kyron, how's it like to guard Jalen? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't bother actually interviewing him. Um, then Jalen Brunson in the, I think it was the press conference between the national national semifinal and the uh, and the national championship, where Jalen has to remind everybody, "Hey, I actually have a personality." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> like he's because because look, credit to Jay and the program. They've got these guys 
so well coached on how to deal with the media and what to say. They come off just incredibly polished, right? And it's well, and they don't like, actually say anything. But 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 that's what I mean. It's like it comes off incredibly polished, and it's like, oh wow, okay, that's great. But yeah, you don't see, especially with Jalen, you don't see the emotion. So he did take the time to remind everybody, which is great. So why did he have to remind it? One of the other um, media moments. Why did he have to remind people that he actually has a mm, personality? That's great. Yeah. So this is a good one. Um, Chris Mack. Post the annual Villanova Xavier ass kicking, as he refers to it, <laughs> said told everyone that I think it was like if you if you peel off Jalen Brunson's face, you find wires behind it. Yeah, or something it was to something that to that effect. Terrific quote by Chris. Yeah, so that's that's another one that's up there. Um, on the bridges uh, dunk on Gonzaga and block, you had they were the game was so out of hand that. Billis and Shulman are talking literally about UCF not making oh God, yes. not making the uh, the uh, college football playoff <laughs> because it was so far out of hand. They're talking about anything, yeah, and how unfair it is. And Shulman cuts back in after Bridges' dunk and goes, uh, "We interrupt this college football discussion <laughs> to say that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was that was pretty awesome. And the block on the other end. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, and then." Maybe we say, so let's call out, let's do a, a little priest reference here. So both Father Peter and Father Rob getting a little love here. Yeah, Not, so we're stretching the idea of media. Yeah. They were in front of a microphone. They were, yes. So this counts. Yeah. So Father Peter talking like a little bit of shit on, on Sister Jean yeah. of, of Loyola. Yeah, he's like, who needs Sister Jean when you got Father That's Rob? That's right. Like, Ooh. Oh, deep burn in mass. Yeah, it was <laughs> in mass. <laughs> In mass, insulting a sister. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's savage all, move. I'm that was pretty savage. Savage move by Father Peter. And then speaking of Father Rob, corniest thing ever said. It is horrible. May the during the prayers during the Easter Sunday mass goes. May may the may the Villanova team fill up more baskets than the Easter Bunny. Hor like just horrible. Yeah, but it definitely gets on here because it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, going back to, uh, going back to. Bridges. I just thought the call between, and you you heard it, new intro on the podcast, you heard it on the new intro. Bridges pulls up from like 30, and the announcer's like, no, no, yes, yes, he did it again. And <laughs> Reggie Miller's like, ha, 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 wow. <laughs> Reggie Miller just starts laughing. <laughs> All right, so, so what's your winner? I am, since we didn't give it to Bridges in the Gonzaga game, I am going to go with the interrupt this college football discussion. Just because it was so ridiculous that they're talking about college football to begin with. Yeah. No, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with with the Jalen reminding everyone that he does, in fact, have a personality. <laughs> Dude has just, has just played the uh, the media persona so well, and you get to see him let his guard down a little bit. And obviously that you saw his emotions come through in the championship game, and just amazing payoff for, for Jalen. We can't thank him enough for everything he's done for the program. Yep. Two more categories left. Let's do so. I think the, I think let's do the one. So, for some of our listeners, you may have noticed we are often quite excited yeah. when we're doing the podcast. We're excited. We're excited. So we want to do a quick category. What was the run that Villanova made, where that got us the most out of our seats, and we were the most excited. Yeah, we're like we're excited about this. Yes. So Villanova's also was known this year for going on these dramatic runs. Yeah. So. Um, the game against Tennessee way early in the year, I think it was Thanksgiving Day, 
we were down like 10, 12, bunch of points. Like clearly it was over, it was double digits. And in the second half, we just go roaring back into the game to take a 12-point lead. Yeah. Ended up winning, I think, by eight. Tennessee tried to pull within close to get it at the end of the game. But what a crazy fin- What a crazy run to open the second half to get back in that game. And that was actually foreshadowing. We didn't realize at the time. Foreshadowing what would happen in a lot of games this season. Yeah. So next one we have was the Butler run in the Big East tournament where we went out to just a ridiculous thing. It was about 19 to 4. It was 19 0. 19 0. Jordan, call timeout. <laughs> just please stop it. <laughs> We're sitting there watching. Please, for the love of God, call timeout. I, I feel like Jay was probably looking over and be like, dude, dude. You you should call a timeout. Like yeah. I know I know this is like a new gig for you. Call a timeout. <laughs> like, Jay, I'm like, not gonna call timeout. Jay's like, hey ref, like timeout, man. Timeout, yeah. man. <laughs> just don't. Just, hey ref, why don't you just go by him? Just like like you you hey, got. Do you, you want to take a timeout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one was the uh, the Kansas run to open the game, aka Butler 2.0. Yeah, 20, 22 to 4. Oh, God. 22 to 4. Bill Self did take a timeout. It mattered <laughs> not at all. He took a couple, and it still didn't no. work. Their, nope. their big comeback run in that was they got it to 22 to 11. <laughs> and their fans went nuts. We're going crazy. This <laughs> went bananas. Yeah. Like, oh, we're actually going to play. We're in this. No. <laughs> no, you were never in this. Sorry. Sorry. It was over. Um,. The West Virginia run. We're down six mm, with like man. 11 left or 10, 10, 11 left in the game. I would say people, you were. I was, I was nervous. I was, still felt calm, but I was like con- calm but concerned. You were nervous. A lot of people were nervous. The team wasn't nervous. The team just goes, nah, we're going to win by double digits. Javon, the bald man Carter of West Virginia, was making me a little nervous. Javon was playing the full 40, and by the full 40, I mean the full 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, dude looks so old. 40-year-old man game. Absolutely. And was doing everything he could to keep him in, along with the team of men participant, Segoba Kanate. Kanate. Anyway, okay, so then our last two are the Alabama, the Alabama second half run, as we referenced earlier, and then, of course, the Michigan run. The Michigan run. was kind of a big game. We're down seven. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a big deal. And Dante DiVincenzo's personal run. Yeah. And we just happened to end the first half up nine. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> up nine. Fans in the fans in the bathroom after cheering their hearts out in the first half. Michigan fans around me were just like heads down. Yeah, like, what happened? What what the hell happened? And we definitely <laughs> should not have given a nine point lead to Villanova going into halftime. Yeah. We were up seven. It was one of those they were like I feel like they didn't even realize how bad it was. They knew we went on a little run, and they looked up, and they're like, oh, shit, we're down nine? Damn. <laughs> okay, that was worse than I thought. All right, so given all that, what's your what's your winner? Okay, so given the fact that we were unfair to Dante DiVincenzo before with discounting his 30-point game versus Butler, which we called an honorable mention, <laughs> and his 31-point performance where he ruled it out of best performance of the season— I am going for the Michigan game with a special shout to the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Sick run all by himself, kind of. And not only got us back in that game, turned it into a blowout, and that was that. Kudos to Dante. I love it. You know what? It was obviously the biggest game of the year. I'm going to agree with you on that one. All right. Wow. So we said Dante gets... He gets two 40s. Yeah. He gets two rounds of Edward 40 hands. It's a lot of drinking. 
He deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Okay. Last but it wouldn't hurt to put on the pounds so he doesn't get drafted this year so he can come back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not too many pounds, but just enough. Yeah, just enough that he could lose it before the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, so he gets the feedback that's like, oh, you're probably second round. He's like, okay, I'm coming back. I'm coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our plan. Yeah. We're going to get Dante super drunk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dante, if you're out there, come join us. No, he won't. No. Um, no. <laughs> not at all. Not. He's probably like, dude, what the fuck These guys are, are crazy. Guys? Yeah. They're like 31 years old. Yeah. I'm 30, dude. Speak for yourself. Fair enough. Um, all right. So then our last category, most ridiculous thing that happened this year. Yeah. So the first category is on the team, three broken hands. Yep. Jermaine Samuels, Colin Gillespie, and Phil Booth. And then to boot, Josh Hartz breaks his hand, and Brandon Slater, incoming recruit, breaks his hand. So five people associated with the program broke their hand this year. Which is insane. So, which not, which is not a common basketball injury, yeah. as we've discussed. Second, second crazy thing, Xavier. Somebody else actually won the Big East. Yeah, they Xavier. Will, Xavier actually won the Big East. People forget Xavier won the Big East last year. They will when, not win it next year. That's for sure. Next crazy thing was Loyola actually deciding to open up their ticket sales to the public, and we do want to thank them. <laughs> thank you, Sister Jean. Thank you to the Jesuit friends at Loyola Chicago, and thank you to your Harry Potter outfits. We performed some wizardry and got tickets in your section, yeah. and we thank you for that. Loyola, just to clarify, Loyola Chicago straight up just put their Final Four ticket block on sale to the public. To the public. Just went on their website, buy the tickets, face value. Here you go. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Worked out. Next one was... Um, Steve Lavin deciding to call Jalen Brunson the lawnmower, inexplicably. No one knows what this means. (laughs) Just stop. This is some great Fox Sports coverage for you. God. And the thing that bothers me is that before the Wooden Award, Jay was getting interviewed by Lavin, and he was like doing like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say any of these people? And Jay goes, lawnmower. Oh, come on. Just to appease Lavin. And like Lavin's like... Yucking it up, laughing, oh, like gives him a high five, like thanks, like appreciate it. And I'm like, no, don't endorse that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's don't horrible. Don't endorse that. That's absolute crap. It's like a guy who comes up with his own nickname, tries to give it to himself. Anyway, all right, enough with the lawnmower. And then I think the I think the last ridiculous thing was people actually started listening to this podcast, which is which is pretty shocking. Yes, people started listening to the podcast. Very shocking. One of the more ridiculous things I can remember. But we had. 300 plus listeners on our last podcast after we started from humble beginning. So we're staying humble. We're staying hungry. <laughs> yeah. We're staying right. humble and hungry. We're humble and hungry. So what's your but winner? It's got to be the handbreaking. It has to be the handbreaking. <laughs> it has to be the handbreaking. But let's just pick another. No, wait, and I do want to comment on handbreaking. The handbreaking was so ridiculous, but also we were very fortuitous that all the handbreaking happened mid-season. Yeah. And everyone got more playing time. <laughs> yeah. People got warmed up. Learned how to play more. Colin Gillespie benefited from it at the end of the day because Phil Booth breaks his hand, so Colin plays more. Terrific. Really worked out because Colin actually ended up playing some really important minutes in the tournament. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he hit some big shots for sure. All right, so I think that rounds out our our awards show. If you have any other awards that you want to hand out, reach out to us, full40nova at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter, at the full 40 Instagram, same handle. Facebook, same handle. Are we on anything else? Instagram, I don't, I don't think so. I think yeah, we're pretty good. Big news: we're on Stitcher. Yep. 
Google Play, yep. iTunes, and SoundCloud. Boom. Whatever yeah. you listen on. Yeah, whatever you listen on. Basically, the only one that we're not on is Spotify, and I'll spoil it now. We're just not going to do it. There's, like, no way to get on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is, like, impossible. We, we could get all the Villanova alumni to listen, and we still wouldn't be on Spotify. Yeah, so we have friends who work at Spotify. They can't help us out. Yeah, they're like... Nah, yeah. stop, stop asking. Yeah, stop asking. We're not getting on Spotify. So, so Spotify's out. Sorry. Yeah. We're looking for uh, the BlackBerry podcast app, too, just to cover those couple BlackBerry listeners out there, too. <laughs> anyway. All right. Who uses that? Uh, nobody uses that. Anyway. All right. So before we, before we wrap this up, we do want to say, and we've previewed this a little bit, we're going to have content coming all throughout the summer. It'll be a little bit less frequent. We'll be doing this every week, every other week, varies a little bit, but we'll be looking back at like some of the great historical Villanova teams, comparing this year's team to previous teams. And you we've know, reached out to people. We've reached out to people. We've actually been we do, we do some journalism here. Yeah. We've reached out to some people to yeah. find out who would win a who would win a game between two recent national championship yeah. teams. Not fake news, real news. Real news. Real news. But yeah, so we've got um, we've got some good stuff coming. Shadow that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be looking at a lot of different things, plenty of content to cover in the offseason. We're really looking forward to it. If you want to hear certain things, you want to hear yeah. us chat about certain things or have certain things in mind, again, email us, full40nova at gmail.com. Again, to the students, thank you for being so welcoming on campus today. Really appreciate it. Take a picture with the slip that we gave you uh, with your V-up, and we'll reach out to you for a free T-shirt for the people who already emailed us. It's coming, just not yet. Just not yet. (laughs) Just not yet. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here from Villanova's campus. Thank you to Bartley Hall for your uh, welcoming surroundings. And as always, let's go Nova. Nova.